Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today we're with Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic health and wellness expert, transpersonal psychologist, and best-selling author of Get Well Now. In our conversation today, Dr. Meg shares her incredible healing journey and how using her emotional release technique helps create true wellness. We talk about root causes a lot on the show, and today it's all about the emotional root causes to illness and how we can get in touch with our bodies to allow for healing. Dr. Meg, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so grateful to be here. I am excited to share not only your story, but your work with listeners. And I know some really incredible parts of your story, but let's introduce you to listeners by by sharing your journey and how did you get to be doing what you're doing? Yeah. So my story is, it's really started at the very beginning of life for me. So I grew up in a an environment where basically there was a lot of abuse going on. So was, I ended up with all types of abuse, sexual, physical, emotional. And by the time I was in my twenties, I ended up with illnesses. So in all different types of illnesses from mostly digestive issues. I had migraine headaches. I had severe depression, of course, from all the trauma. I had also drowned as a small child and had to be revived from that. And so that's, you know, a major trauma. So I had a lot of night terrors from that. I just had so many different symptoms. And so by the time I was in my twenties, I was just in and out of doctor's offices, getting another diagnosis, irritable bowel syndrome, ulcers, again, severe depression. And I I also had a scoliosis in my upper back and I would get these severe debilitating muscle spasms that would put me in bed for two weeks at a time. And I'd be on painkillers and muscle relaxers. At one point, I think I was on nine different meds Oh, in my twenties. You're the only one I was on. Well, I was in my thirties though. I was on 10, but you're the closest, <laughs> <laughs> the closest. Oh my gosh. And they, you know, they prescribe another med for another diagnosis that gets piled on because of medication side effects. Right. And that's one of the things that was happening with me as well. And I just had this moment, actually, I was reading the Washingtonian magazine. That's where I'm from originally. And it was in the the mid nineties and it was an alternative medicine article. And I started reading about chiropractic care and I could barely hold this magazine up. And my first thought was, oh, that'd be so great for my then boyfriend. And it clicked like, wait a minute, you can't hold, you're thinking about everyone else. You can't hold up this magazine. You need to go to the chiropractor. And a friend of mine had been raving. So I called her right away and started working with a chiropractor. And she opened me up to meditation and yoga, energy work, 
nutrition, big, big piece of the puzzle for me. And so that really started me on my journey and also the journey of, of understanding that the, the body and the mind are connected. And I was so disconnected from my body. I was in so much pain all the time. I remember my doctor said, you're in the kind of pain that would bring the average person to their knees. Yeah. But she would be pressing on trigger points and I'd be like, what's that feeling? <laughs> She'd say, pain. Meg, Meg, it's pain. And so I had to really get re- get connected with my body because I've been so dissociated, dissociated from all of the experiences that I'd gone through. Eventually in my, my journey, I found transpersonal psychology and that's what I ended up getting my PhD in because I, I did all of the, you know, changing the diet, significant difference major differences. Traditional psychotherapy, different big differences as well. Acupuncture, you know, I just tried so many different modalities and they all made a huge difference, but it wasn't until I really got into the emotional root cause and how that affects the physical body and also the how that gets affected. And that that's so it wasn't until I found transpersonal psychology that my healing took basically a quantum leap because I was looking at every part of my system and that includes the energy system. And that's something I really, I'd been studying about and I knew some about it, but I didn't understand how incredibly important it was and that the emotional, mental, physical, the entire holistic system is all one thing. And when you treat all the parts of it, it really helps to accelerate your healing in in such a profound way. So getting to the emotional root cause of the traumas that occurred, how my body was holding them, and how my energy system was also storing that energy. And I was being drained. My whole body was just drained from all of the emotions I was experiencing all the time, the anxiety, the fear, the depression, the, the sadness, all of those things were so in me all the time. And it was great to have healed to the point that I did with all of the food uh, work and the nutrition, just all of the interventions that I use it, used were just incredible. But this whole whole level is what led me to become a transpersonal psychologist. I didn't mention also, it eventually I also got diagnosed with fibromyalgia with chronic fatigue syndrome. And then I had two positive tests for mixed connective tissue disease. But by the time I got to the rheumatologist, which took, which took like three months to even get the appointment, right? Because they're so backed up. Right. I had gone to an herbal oriental medical doctor and done all of my other interventions to help me. And my symptoms were almost completely cleared up. And so the rheumatologist said, I, I've never seen anybody this healthy walk through my doors. And you are, you have the test positive for mixed connective tissue. Just like he was puzzled. And they said, well, I guess it was just a false positive. Let's That's test you again. Say. It must've been, yeah, it must've been misdiagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's test you again. And they tested me again. The exact same results came through. But I didn't have the symptomology anymore. Right. And everything in their criteria is about the symptoms. Yeah. Did they ask you how, <laughs> what you were doing? Yeah. Well, actually, he did say, you know, whatever you've been doing, keep doing that. Okay. You know, he was but wouldn't very it be, open-minded. I can't wait until we get to the point, though, where they say, tell me so that I can help other people do the same. I you know. know. I, I, know. I just, uh, one day, we're, we're getting there. It we're would be wonderful, there. yes, to have them be so excited about the healing that that happened in my body that they'd be like, well, I've got to know how you did that. 
And I need to implement that into my practice too, because, right. you know, it was a profound difference, you know, to have 19 different symptoms that had almost completely cleared up in three, four months of doing the herbal medicine and the, the other emotional interventions that yeah. I was doing. Amazing. So anyway, <laughs> yes. And because yeah. I'm familiar with some of your story, I know it doesn't end there either. Yes. Yes. Seven, oh, Almost eight years ago. Wow, we're coming up on the 27th of July. It will be eight years since I was struck by lightning on Venice Beach. So here I am with already this compromised nervous system with fibromyalgia and you know, all these things that I I honestly think of myself as being healed and cleared of those things. Right. I do have flare-ups from time to time that are inf- inflammation. They're inflammatory mm-hmm. flare-ups that we all get. And I tend to be able to trace like, oh, oh, I ate that thing or (laughs) I I went, I I was exposed to those chemicals or, you know, and and then I am able to balance it out pretty quickly, or I need something emotional that I've gone going through something emotional. It's deeply affecting me right now. And I need to clear that up. So, so yeah, so I was struck by lightning eight years ago and it's had a, it was a profound turning point for me. Unbelievable. And for those of you that are listening on audio, she is the picture of health and beauty. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. uh, Nobody would look at you and pick out any one of those things. And I love that you shared that with listeners. I say that all the time. I too, I don't identify with any of the labels that I used to. And I I don't usually use the word remission. I don't feel like I'm in remission from something. I'm not waiting for something to come back. But you, you know, (laughs) you talked about integrating and and getting in touch with your body, and that's the key for everyone, but especially those of us that have overcome these chronic illnesses, autoimmunity, whatever it is. That you're like, hey, when you feel the inflammation poke its head up, you're like, okay, did I eat something? Am I stuffing an emotion? Is that, you know, what am I not handling? Cause my body's telling me something and that's, that will be, I know for me, the rest of my life, you know, is yeah. Yeah. Have to listen and not wait. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I say all the time, as long as you're in a body, the fun never stops. there's always something to learn grow and evolve through and your experience and your body I think especially teaches you so much it is so wise and it carries the answers that you need to get to the next level of healing in your life I love that say that again (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, your body carries, it has all of the answers, has all of the wisdom that you need in order to get to the next level of healing in your life. And I love the word healing because it means its definition is the process of getting well. It's a process. It's not something that, you know, here's your pill, I'm better. <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah. yeah. And it is a process. Health is a process. I was sharing, you know, before we hit record listeners now, you know, I, here I am at 53. I didn't expect to live to see 50, much less be doing all of the new things and physical things that I'm doing 
now that, you know, I couldn't do yeah. before or had never even thought to do. You know, it's amazing. I, you it's, have a horse farm. Like, I have a horse that's farm. That's a lot of work. I you learned to open water dogs. scuba dive. Oh, that's a that's brand true. new hobby is scuba diving. Just because, uh, and I'm guessing you've experienced similar, you know, when life gets smaller, 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 and we're yeah. healing and when it gets bigger, bigger, bigger. Now I'm like, why not? You know, yeah. scuba diving was never on my bucket list, but the opportunity came up and I was like, why not? Like I, and honestly, yeah. I, I love it more than I really thought I would. And so now it's, you know, it's, it's up there. It's, it's, That's fantastic. You know, cause what you're really talking about is the freedom, yeah. the freedom that comes from healing, from getting to the root cause yes. on all levels of why is this, why is this happening in my body and what can I do about it? And I know anybody listening is probably in that, that mystery, because it really is a mystery and it's your own and every, everyone, you know, it's, it's, you, it's unique to you. It's your own unique story and pathway. Absolutely. And that's the, and that's more gold it, it, where there is no standardizing these things. Like we all, you know, look at your life and I love how you're like, oh, well, my story starts at the beginning. All of our stories start at the beginning, whether we realize it or not, right? It's it's all. And so of course it's unique. You know, there's no one diet, there's no one healing modality there, you know? And and so I love that you highlighted that as well. It's amazing. So in your practice, I know you've created an, an emotional release process. And, and I was going to ask you before, I, I, I have similar path in that I, there were root causes that I didn't even know about yet finding the right nutrition and diet changes, finding a meditation practice, you know, handling some of these other things, I was able to move my needle. What I see, and I'm sure you don't, you you see as well with, with your clients, that's not always the case. Sometimes people can be making those proper changes mm-hmm. to support the body, but they're not feeling better and they're not moving their needle enough. And so I'm guessing the emotional piece the results are like you said, you're, you had a quantum change, right? You you were just quantum improvement from handling that. I'm guessing you're, you're doing this earlier on with people, hopefully, and, and not like, it's not optional, right? It's not like, oh, well, if diet and lifestyle aren't enough, then maybe I should look at the emotional piece. Exactly. You know, I, I always, I think there's always an emotional component, even if you have the common cold, you know, what, what precipitated it, you know, what happened right before that? Did you get in a, ma- a major fight with your spouse or, you know, did somebody pass away? Um, some Here's something that's interesting, you know, something I see in cancer patients, because I work with a lot of people with chronic illnesses, is that there was usually some event or series of events that precipitated it. So like, their husband cheated on them. Somebody close to them passed away. It just there's so many different events that can occur. You know, they they lost their job that they've been in for 25 years, and something very emotional occurred. And that emotional component, I often will see there's a lot of held resentment, anger, fear. And of course, what's fascinating about it is it's different for everybody. Everybody right. stores their information, their energy, their beliefs 
their negative core beliefs as a result of these these difficult experiences, no matter how far back they went or how recent they are, everybody does it differently. And so that's why uniquely getting in and, and getting to that emotional root cause and how your body is holding it makes all of the difference in the world because nobody's doing it like you're doing it. <laughs> right. All of healing is like this. Yeah. <laughs> that's It's so true. So true. So tell us more about your approach. How, how are you helping people get to their emotional root cause and, and release it? Yeah. So a lot of people that find my work, they find it through podcasts like these, through online summits and, or, you know, referrals, you know, cause they're just, yeah. cause it's an unusual form of working on, on illness yeah. and how it, you know, how our bodies have been affected by a traumatic experience. And a lot of us don't even recognize it's so fascinating to me. People will come to me and they, they watch their father beat up strangers in public, you know, and they're like, well, that's a trauma. Yeah, that's a trauma. That's really intense that you jumped in as a little kid to try to get your father away. You know, like it's just, it's, it's because it was normal for you. Right. It was a normalized experience that is affecting you dramatically because we're not really meant to hold all of that fear and anger and sadness, but we put it somewhere and we're not encouraged to, to express it. Um, we're often told, you know, stop crying. Don't, don't, don't go there. So we distract ourselves. We numb ourselves. But when we start to listen to these emotions, to the negativity, to the, what people call negative emotions, and I don't call it that anymore. I call them teaching emotions. I love that. Thanks. Cause I think they're here to teach us something about who we really are. And they're here to lead us out of the darkness, not to keep us in it. And as long as we're numbing and distracting and just not listening, it, it will, will stay in that darkness. So when somebody comes to me, I meet them where they are and we look at what's happening in their lives right now. And the emotions that are coming up for them, the, the one that's, I call it the, the overlighting emotion or the go-to emotion, the one that you cycle in over and over again. And we start with that emotion. And if it's anxiety, and I see this a lot, of course, a lot of people are suffering from high anxiety for a lot of reasons, because we look at the food piece too, because I'm also you know, a holistic nutritional chef on top of this. So, so we look at those different layers of what's happening in the person. But when we do the emotional release work, a lot of emotional release techniques can be very jarring and they can be very difficult for people. They can take them weeks to recover from it. And what I tend to see happen is in my sessions, people tend to leave them feeling happier, higher, lighter, freer, freer, like, oh my gosh, I've let go of something. It's, it's much more of a gentle technique because we're looking at the emotion itself. What does it believe? What does it think, feel? How, what does it look like and feel like? And we're having a whole conversation with that part of the, of the self, because I'm find I found that these emotions, these negative emotions, these teaching emotions want the same thing you want. They want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be understood, and ultimately they want to be loved. And that's what the process that I use does for these parts of the self. And those beliefs, when they start to see, wow, that's in my heart, and no wonder I have heart disease, like, and I have these chest pains and 
oh my gosh. And so they see all of the connections simultaneously, then they're ready to say, okay, you know what? I just don't want this in my body anymore. And so we do a release process. That's amazing. A replacement process. Cause I think that's Ah, one of the key pieces because we know emotions can make us sick. We know this just by things that we say, you know, that person makes me sick to my stomach or (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried sick about, you know, those kinds of things, but emotions can also make us well. And this is one of my greatest joys is to watch emotional wellness occur in people's lives and in their bodies. Um, Cause it really changes. It's the same. Well, it's even, I actually want to go on a limb and say it's all, it's more important than the food you're eating. Of course, anybody that knows me is going to say, I can't believe she said that it it is. It it really is because it's underneath all it's the, why we got to where we got to, to begin with, but it's the same. I love that you do the emotional replacement because it's the same thing with food. People say, well, tell me what not to eat. And I'm like, but wait, 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 let's start with like, what are you eating? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like we, exactly. We, we know it's not all about what we're taking away. <laughs> we need to nourish the body, which you clearly right. know. We could do a whole separate. I have so many questions about your time as a chef and, <laughs> yeah. and your culinary expertise is, is exciting to me. I grew up in my in the restaurant business. And so, oh. and, and now obviously I'm all about clean cooking and clean eating. So that, yeah. that would be a whole fun episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, <laughs> so I'm really glad that you shared with us the, the fact when people hear trauma work or emotional release or emotional root cause, we, often we think, oh my gosh, that means I have to relive the trauma. And I just spent all these decades avoiding feeling that I, you know, I don't want to spend two weeks recovering from an hour with Dr. Meg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. not ideal. So I love that it's a, a, you've found a way to deal, work with the emotion as, as its own thing. Like, Hey, let's just talk to the emotions and find out, you know, what, yeah. how are they just like everything else, mm-hmm. just like, your signs of inflammation that you feel in your body are serving you. Those emotions serve you. They're trying to give you information. Yeah. Yeah. They really are great teachers and they do hold the wisdom that helps us unlock that key of why is, why is this happening? You brought up something I think is really important too, is I found I've worked with a lot of emotional eaters over the years and many of them, there was, there was abuse in their history Mm-hmm. Oftentimes there's sexual abuse in their history. And when they get to that emotional root cause and we start to work with releasing those emotions from the body and them understanding all of those connections, then they're able to eat the advice that everyone else has given them. <laughs> right, right. Eat healthily. Eat to nourish their body. Yes, eat healthily. Not. Because, yeah. you know, and and I know they hear this a lot in emotional eating programs, and I'm you know, dear friends with some amazing top level emotional eater experts that are doing incredible work in the world. And they all say the same thing. You know, you've got to get to the emotions because those are really running the program for you. And that when you clear that up, then you're able to. Then you get to be in charge. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's You're exactly right. Because the emotions are in charge until, until you have a talk with them. I love, I love that. I I tell clients when we're first working to identify patterns and 
the mean voices and, you know, those things that are the programs that are running that they're not aware of. And I'm like, talk Mm -hmm. back. Like, you know, and they look at me like, you want me to, I'm like, yeah, I, I joke. I'm like, you can be nice. You can say, thank you. That doesn't serve me anymore. Or you could be not nice and tell it to go pound, you know? Yeah. Get out of here. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have some clients that are really polite. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that polite. <laughs> not anymore. I was, that's, yeah. that's part of what, you know, led to my illness. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting, you know, because that makes me think about, you know, how pushing down anger, particularly as a woman, you know, because we're encouraged, you know, to be sweet and nice. And it's just like, wait a minute, what does that mean? We just can't express ourselves. So we often will push our anger in and that will create the illness. Yeah, it's one of my issues for sure. And mine as well. And I'm one of those people, listeners have heard me share before you know, it's, you mentioned cancer specifically, but it's all, all of it. And so common with autoimmunity that there is some stressor trigger, even if it is a lifetime of stress or trauma. And for me, it was divorce and the divorce itself, you know, I was fine through the divorce. Mm, Right. Then my body fell apart. And so, and it's, I will say for the handful of men that are listening, you know, y'all are taught to, to stuff your sadness and stuff, you know, so it's, we all have, and this isn't just a female thing. It's, it's all of us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you keep saying, using the word stuff, you know, (laughs) you're stuffed with emotions to the point of bursting and Allowing those emotions to be released from the body is one of the most powerful things that you can do intentionally for your health. Love that. Is there a kind of, I know you alluded to, you, you do it for your, for yourself. Say somebody comes and they, they work with you and, you know, they're healing, right? They're in that place. Um, Do you recommend, this is totally out of the blue, so you you can be like, why did you throw me under the bus that way? It just, it literally just came up. Well, I just got this. I never thought about it this way before. You know, we talk about, when you were talking about stuffing, we talk about, you know, toxins and we use the bathtub analogy, right? And we overflow. Yeah. And so what do we do? We support those pathways as one of the steps, right? To work better, to obviously we want to reduce exposure and we want to be able to excrete them. And it is the same with emotion, emotional stuff. So do you you recommend, I I don't know, periodic kind of self-check-in? Like once we're feeling well, because we're, as you mentioned, it's, we're not done. We're never done. Right. Is there some kind of a maintenance, emotional maintenance you recommend for people? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great question. And the more you know yourself and you know, your triggers and you understand your emotional inner workings that I say to deal with it when it comes up, Right. it's easy to kind of go back into the, the way you've always done it. You know, because it's the way you've always done it. So pattern. it's easier to go back into the pattern, but unhinging and releasing the pattern. It also takes work. 
as you mentioned earlier. And so if you found that there's certain things along the way of, of working with your emotions, releasing your emotions that work for you, then, you know, like journaling, for instance, if it really helps you to sit down and write out like, gosh, I'm so upset right now. The way he, that person spoke to me was just horrible. And I, and I feel, you know, insignificant and small at the moment, you know? And so you just start going into that. And, you know, something I do with my clients is I teach them different techniques that can help them so that they're doing this on their own. They don't okay. have so to rely upon me. They have um, the tools exactly. moving forward. They have tools moving forward and it's finding those tools that work for you and continuing to implement those tools throughout your life because it becomes easier and you get through it faster and faster the more you do it. It's just, it's exercise, right? You know, it's like when you go to the gym and the first time you go in, you're just like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. But as you continue doing it, you feel yourself getting stronger. You feel yourself getting faster. You feel yourself having more energy. The same thing happens with your emotional life and working with that emotional muscle and strengthening your emotional maturity. I love um, that. Yeah. So it's, it's, you keep working with it as it happens. And you make it to that point where, you know, you're in the middle of the moment and somebody triggers you and you're just like, oh my gosh, okay. I can breathe. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's simple energetic exercises I teach people that they can use in those moments. And so you can start to shift in the moment. And that's hard. That's a really hard thing to master, but it's emotional self-mastery. And when you get to that place, it's just like, wow, this is, this is true freedom. That is true freedom. Like that, that's it right there. Like when you can do that, you win. Yeah, <laughs> really. But I would imagine like every other technique you and I use, pe mm. people need to be using it. And I always say like yeah. you, you, the tool has to be in your toolbox for you to yes. grab it at a time of stress like that. I don't know. And I do te teach people in my online course, how to do use whole person integration technique on themselves and they can get certified to do it on other people for practitioners because it's 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 proven to be such a valuable tool to help people get to that emotion quickly mm -hmm. in a simplistic way. You know, it's not it's not too complex. But I think a lot of the things in life that are the best are the simplest. <laughs> of course, simple foods, simple flavors. <laughs> That's where I was going to go next. I, like, I knew foods. it. <laughs> Basil is a miracle. It is unbelievable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I had this total aside, but I have, I was just on vacation and I came home and I, I planted outside of my garden. In addition to inside my garden this year, mm -hmm. we had just some areas around some rock beds and I was like, let's throw, you know, some butternut squash over there and some zucchini over here. And oh my gosh, I came home and I have given away at least three or four zucchini a day. In addition wow. to eating zucchini in some form every day. <laughs> Like we are living on, but it, it may, it's so simple, you know, it's so joyful. And somebody said to me, oh, I don't even know how to cook it. I'm like, well, we had it last night, just grilled. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. have to be, yeah. you know, in a fancy dish. So yeah. yeah, keep your food simple, keep your life. I mean, and that's what happens as we unravel, mm -hmm. you know, a life should be simple. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated. I, to me, at least the, the more simple, the more joyful and fun. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Simplify. Uh, you know, I, I, sure. I love that. 
So you led us right to my next question, which is what are some things that listeners can do? And I'll warn you, and you'll have to highlight one because I always ask at the end of the podcast or the end of the interview for one step. So as I'm asking for some things, it can be one thing or it can be whatever you've got for us. And then tell us what that one thing we really need to start with is. Okay. Yeah. So I think resonating with, if any of this is resonating with you rather, getting really in touch with the body, I think is one of the most important things that you can do and really understanding what's happening within it. We're so often so busy. We're moving so fast during the day that we don't even listen to signals like, oh, you have to go to the bathroom (laughs) until suddenly you have this urgency, you know? And so you pull in your garage. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't go all day. You know? So, so even if you're sitting at your desk at work, just to close your eyes for just a moment, I often say, put your hands on your stomach and just take in a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then just focus on your body for a moment. Just scan it and just ask yourself, what do I need? Oh my gosh, I'm thirsty. Oh, my stomach hurts. (laughs) Oh, my knee hurts. (laughs) Like what's going on? So your body's giving you these signals in different parts of it. It's, It's asking for certain needs and just honoring those needs. So, okay, I need to drink some water. So get up and go get some water or you've got water right there by your desk and you haven't had any sips of it for the last few hours. So stop and do that. So movement also is very important. So get up, get up, stretch, put on some music and dance for a minute. Like it it doesn't even have to be that, that elaborate, you know, it's just like dance for a minute and you will feel much better. You'll just be like, oh my gosh, I moved. And I'm, you moved in a way that was just natural to you. And it didn't really matter, you know, because you weren't. Yeah, dance like public. no one's looking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I love that. So just those are just some simple things to start doing to, to get in touch with your body and start feeling yourself, you know. And what's something that's interesting that I know somatic therapist friend of mine that I've worked with before says that most of us are disconnected from our legs. Uh, which is very fascinating because our legs are really our forward movement. If you think of the body as a metaphor for your experience and your, your feet are like your understanding, right? You know, so getting in touch with your legs, how do your legs feel right now? How do your feet feel? Oh oh my goodness. My feet are a little bit sore. Maybe do a little self massage and just help to ease that soreness that's going on and just feel what's going on in your legs and your, in your, your forward movement. So those kinds of things are just those are amazing tips and and for listeners like really do these things it, you would be amazed at just taking the steps to do that you know we do we live in our heads it's time yeah. to get in your body i always think that that you know the people being so disconnected from their legs is just because it's just they're so far from your head and you're up in your head all the time yes you're but, in your head big, yeah. big time and a, a, a big piece of what I teach people as well is is their intuitive guidance and really yeah. listening to their inner your inner guidance system and that one way to do that is when you're in the middle of that that breathing process scanning process what am I feeling? You know, what, what feels right for me? What's my best next move? Yes. Simple questions like that. And just letting that, that information just come to you. 
love it. Amazing, amazing stuff. So before we wrap up, for people that are listening on the go, which is how I usually take in my podcasts and don't want to check out the show notes to find all the links, what's the best place to find you? People that are leaning in that are like, wow, you know, I need this. Yeah. Where should they where should they look for you? You can find me at meghayworth.com. It's M-E-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H.com at Dr. Meg Hayworth on all of the social media platforms like Instagram or have Perfect. little little clips that help people. And I also have a YouTube channel. So wonderful. Yeah. Also Amazing. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Meg, thank you so much. You have shared amazing gold with us today. Really life-changing stuff in that simple way that you were talking about, like basil. You are, you are like basil, <laughs> but really it's so understandable. And so I love that. My hope is that, that even the listener who in the beginning was thinking, you know, I, I don't have trauma. I don't have feelings. I don't have, realizes now like, huh, this is something that needs to be explored. I think it's something that everybody should explore autoimmunity or not illness or not uh, to, to have our very best, healthiest, fullest lives. So I really appreciate you sharing with us today. Oh my gosh. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And for everyone listening, remember that you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.